The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's four-minute devotions with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. Remember, you can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network weekdays from 10 a.m. Eastern Time. That's from 11 Eastern Summertime here on the Vision Radio Network. Well, it is the 2020 Summer Edition. We've been revisiting some of the highlights of this past year. In June, we spoke with pastor and media personality Carl Fays about men's midlife crisis. Carl Fays hosts the Men's Series, a DVD and study guide. We started the conversation talking about triggers for a midlife crisis and the significance of maintaining good health. Good question, isn't it? Because we this came up and we did a bit of work on this with uh, the men's series because one of the subjects is a midlife crisis. And we had somebody do a bit of research and it's, it's, a, it's a bit interesting, Neil, because there are some places where they say that men don't have a midlife crisis. In, in midlife, they're quite comfortable. They've got more money. Their kids are off their hands. If their kids are doing well, they're happy with that. But it does, there was one question where they, where they said to guys, so... You know, if you're looking forward, do you see something significant you will do in the future? And men in, in their 40s, like a high percentage, well over 50% said yes. In their 50s or late 50s, a high percentage said no. And it seems like this midlife crisis obviously plays itself out differently with different men and different circumstances. And sometimes it's got to do with, you know, you're now feeling old, your hair's grey, it's fallen out, you're putting on some weight, you feel like you can't do the things that you used to do, and you've almost got this, you know, loss of youth crisis. But there's another side of it, which is the whole loss of significance crisis. In other words, I feel like my best years and the best contribution I make to the community is behind me. And what's ahead of me is not, doesn't look like it's going to be very significant. Now, I think that creates a crisis because you suddenly do the whole, so is that it? Is that all I've done? I mean, and, and so men are really thinking through what does it mean in, in, in this circumstance. Is that, do you think, uh, where the caricature comes from of the man in his midlife crisis uh, going out and buying the red sports car and having uh, the big thick gold chain around his neck, that sort of caricature that says the man has lost something of his manhood and uh, feels like he's in his middle years and he's got to do something to rescue that virility of youth? Yeah, I mean, just for all the listeners that are driving around in convertibles in their mid-50s, <laughs> well, I mean, there's two sides of it, Neil. I mean, one is... You know, suddenly you, you probably got to an age where you've got more money and now you can buy the car you've always wanted to buy. And so that's okay. So don't feel guilty you about know, that. You know, yeah, basically, there's nothing. It's almost the caricatures can sometimes be a bit wrong. But there are some times where the, the buying of the car is actually about trying to recapture something that you think has lost. And and so I've, I've 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 this is it's kind of passed me by and I'm trying to grab it back again you know and the car uh, the hairpiece 
the, the new relationship with the younger woman is going to give me something back that I feel like I've lost. And, and that's just a silly idea. It's just not going to work. You know, it's, it's a new stage of life. Uh, um, and, and accepting the new stage of life is what's actually really important, not trying to hold on to something that's actually passed. And that's, that's the challenge of, of, um, of the struggle of what, what I'm struggling with is I'm not actually happy with who I am. I'm not actually happy with where I'm at, to, uh, at at life. And, and this is where faith becomes such an important piece in this. So I'm significant not because I've achieved enormous things, but because uh, the God of this universe created me and, 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 and loves me in the best sense of that word and gives me significance and meaning for the future. My, my future is held in his hands. And that there, you know, there we can find significance rather than I've got to rush around with the latest car to make me feel like somehow I've, I've recaptured something I feel like I'm losing. You don't want to think of those things as being wishy-washy at all, do you? When you can rattle them off just like that. I am significant because God makes me significant. He yep. loves me, has a, a destiny that's planned out before me. But those are the sorts of things that give strength of character in someone who has faith. Yeah, because it redefines what you're doing. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to do everything in this life because that's the only opportunity I've got. I'm investing for, for the future. Uh, you know, Bob Beaufort, his, his very well-known book, um, Half Time, said, you know, he, in the first half of his life, he, 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 he um, accumulated a, a reasonable amount of wealth, you know, and it, and it was all about trying to be successful. Now, he'd have to be a billionaire to be successful. The second half of his life, he said, you know, I actually want to find the opportunity to be significant. And I think that's this, you know, and, and for him, faith is a key part of that, and it's finding significance in, in life. It's really interesting. Years ago, I read a quote from a, a secular writer who was a well-known um, broadcaster in Melbourne. And the secular writer said he found himself uh, it, at a stage of his life when he was a little bit older where he said uh, he would see women, younger women, who would... Um, the temptation was to, to, to get a second chance at life in exchange for my soul. And that's an insightful statement because you can grab hold of the second chance of life, but there is an exchange. And the whole point for both Bob Beaufort and others is that nothing's worth exchanging your soul for. No, no kind of fresh start with some new young thing uh, because you think that this is going to be better for you. The issue is my relationship with Christ um, gives me significance, and I will I will seek to do that, whatever opportunity I get within the community. Carl, there are times in a man's life when he's more vulnerable to a midlife crisis. People talk about the years mid-30s through mid-50s, but there are certainly times and there are events that can trigger those vulnerabilities. Yeah, and look, I think that, uh, you know, a major career change, uh, you know, where, especially one that was not of your choosing, uh, you know, where you used to go after work and feel significant. Um, I know a guy in our church that had a, had a very significant corporate role, if I, which I won't go into, but if I mention it, everyone would know the company and everyone would know the role. And, uh, and he finished that role up and he said, you know, I used to fly around the world, I did all these things, and I go home and yet my, my, my family and my kids kind of think I don't, I'm not very good at anything. So it's almost like you get a certain level of respect in the workplace where I was actually pretty good at what I did and now I don't have that role and I feel like I have no place. And that, that causes a lot of those sorts of um, unnerving feelings about where you, you, your place in society is. 
I think the other thing is that often when, when you have those role changes like that, they have very busy jobs. Blokes often work in very busy jobs. They don't have a lot of spare time, and that means that they don't, they don't cultivate relationships. And when their work finishes, they look around, and there's nobody there. They're not close to their wife, they're not close to their kids, and they have no friends. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, i got nobody in my life. And that's, that is very disconcerting and, and, and um, a dreadful place to be. I think change in health makes a huge difference. If you have a major health issue um, in your life, you know, and the things you used to do, you can't do anymore. <clears throat> that's very difficult. I think also that there are plenty of relationships, marriage relationships, where they've been held together by the children. The children all move out around this age bracket and suddenly there's two people looking at each other and they don't know each other and their, mar their marriage relationship is awful and either breaks down or continues to be completely dysfunctional because they have nothing in common. I mean, those sorts of things really knock around uh, uh, what a guy feels about himself, his life, his potential and his future. Carl Fays is our guest. We're talking about men's midlife crisis. Carl is the host of The Men's Series, a DVD and study guide. We'll come back and talk some more with Carl in just a moment. You're listening to the 2020 podcast on the Vision Radio Network. It's the 2020 Summer Edition. We're back talking about the struggles that men face sometime in their middle years, and sometimes we call it a midlife crisis. For some men, this is more difficult to deal with than others, but today we'll be getting a few tips that may help men deal with this life stage. We spoke to pastor and media identity Carl Fays. We continued our conversation asking about the advantages of keeping a close eye on health issues. Yes. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things about men is uh, the positive about men is that they don't worry about their health too much. The, the negative about men is they don't worry about their health too much. 65% you know? <laughs> of Australian men are medically uh, uh, obese. And uh, that does horrible things later in life for things like uh, diabetes and, and uh, you know, your heart condition and strokes and all that sort of stuff. And, and men sort of go through life, you know, by t 20 into your 30s you think you're bulletproof and then your 40s you're too busy to do anything about it and suddenly you get to an age where you look look at yourself and you go wow you know where did where did that 50 pounds come from mm. and, and 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 it's it's not easy to get rid of it's not easy to start again and it, there's some there's some really negative ramifications for that and i think that that men as much as uh, we hate to admit it we actually have to pay a bit more attention to our health and it's not just about body image, it's actually about longevity in life. It's actually about how you sleep, how you enjoy life, what you eat, and, and what you have to offer. And if, you, if we don't look after our health, uh, you know, again, we don't have to become obsessed about it. But if we don't look after our health, it, it has some terrible ramifications. And I think it can, bring on, uh, it can bring on the sense of a midlife crisis that we talked about before. Let's talk about the person who might be in the middle of a midlife crisis right now. Perhaps that's been triggered by health issues. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, it may be a significant career change, either by choice or not by your choice. Supposing you're in the middle of that, you're, you're, you know, you're having that emptiness and that sadness that comes with a depression that, uh, that seems to be insurmountable. What do you tell people who are in those circumstances about how they ought to look to dig themselves out or at least look for a rescuing uh, mechanism to get out of that midlife crisis? 
I'd say, the first thing I'd say, Neil, is is um, to be very, very very thoughtful about how how you're feeling. Now, they're, they're, I read recently that they actually want to bring back a medical condition called melancholy that they used to have years ago. Because uh, in our community, you're either okay or you're depressed, you know, and there's, there's a midpoint, which is melancholy, you know. Um, but but there could be men listening today and they would never admit it to anybody else and they're not admitting it to themselves. But you're actually depressed. Um, and and if, if you are depressed, if you're not sleeping well, if if you're angry a lot of the time, if you're feeling overwhelmed by life, if you if you find it hard to get up in the morning and get it into life, if you feel find that you're just overwhelmed by negative thoughts, then you need to actually get some professional help. Um, and and you and especially uh, men, if you're listening and you're out in the country somewhere, you know it's not the sort of thing you talk about. See your local doctor, see your local GP, talk about exactly what you're feeling. Men are committing suicide in in our in our community, Neil, at awful levels, and and men over 40 are, and it's because they don't talk to anybody about it and they don't admit to themselves that there's a problem. So the one thing you know, I want to start with in answering your question about what should a man in midlife crisis do is to actually ask, how bad do you feel? And if you are getting towards actually being clinically depressed, there are ways to help. Don't be too afraid of medication. There are lots of people who go on a medication for a short period of time, find some balance and go off it. The second thing to say is it's not forever. You know, that you can feel like you're a bit overwhelmed and you'll, you'll get back on an even keel. And it's a, it's a very debilitating feeling. It takes away hope when you think that this is this is the way it's always going to be i think the, the the next thing is find friends reconnect with your wife reconnect with your kids find some friends be honest with them about what you're feeling get them to support you get them to pray for you so the sense that there's there's you know allow other people into your world so there's other people helping you through this i think the other thing is to think laterally you know you've probably been in one career or one line of work or one line of of recreation and you think well that's it i'm doing that forever and now you're not doing it anymore think laterally there could be roles out there that you've never thought of before that that are a way that you can actually start to 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 do something snippet again if you if you're not in, in work and part of your depression is on and midlife crisis is that you can't find work and and um and it doesn't look like you're going to find work volunteer everybody needs volunteers don't be sitting around at home moping around looking for the that that one great career opportunity that's going to get you going again volunteer somewhere keep busy do things i would also say as i said before do some exercise i don't mean get out there and run a marathon i mean walk for 20 minutes get up in the morning get yourself out of bed get started do some reading i think the other thing too is just reconnect with your faith make sure that you're praying make sure you take some time to read god's word and just ask yourself what is it saying to me uh, get involved in a small group of people who can pray for, for you as well and make sure that in the extra time that you've got that you actually reconnect with a, from a faith community perspective. Carl, that's tremendous rubber-hits-the-road advice. What would you say about uh, the importance also of having a progressive vision for the future, about where you might be as an individual, where you might be with your marriage, with your family, with your career? Look, look that's a the great idea, Neil. I mean, one of the things... As we said before, as I was saying, that you kind of feel like there's no hope. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, just set yourselves 
some some goals that say, look, I, I do want to spend a bit more time with my wife and family. I, I you know, I, you don't have to set a, you know, one of the things about the midlife crisis is you know you're not going to play for the Australian cricket team anymore, and your, your chance of being a, a superstar singer are gone, and you're you're probably not going to be, you know, in in a boy band or, or famous, and and you've got to kind of go, well, those those opportunities are past, but there are plenty more opportunities. So as you say, that's a great idea. To, Set some clear goals, ways forward, and just take some steps toward what they would be. Carl Fays is our guest. We've been talking about men's midlife crisis. Carl is the host of the Men's Series, a DVD and a study guide. You can get detail about that at vision.org.au. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.